Hello and welcome to another amazing Three Red Lights podcast. This is episode 143. I'm your host, Eric Bredvig. With me is Charles Onyet. They call him the Rush Limbaugh of video game podcasts. I don't think anyone calls you that. That's what they call you. Who's they? Them. Who's them? <laughs> that guy. That guy. Oh yeah, that all, guy. All those guys. I hate that guy. <laughs> we also have the man of a million giggles, Dave Clayton. <laughs> I'm the, uh, the, I don't know. Something else. You like the Andy Rooney of podcasts? <laughs> What's the deal with Prince of Persia? <laughs> He's not Persian. He's not a prince. <laughs> oh, that's not as good as the uh, Rush Limbaugh. You have much higher viewership. No, I think I need to. I need to start making much more ridiculous statements and angering a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, get on it. Um, I can't think of anything right now. Apparently, the Girl Fight podcast is the most popular podcast on the planet. Well, it w- it wouldn't be if you wouldn't stop plugging it over there. Well, you know, I'm just saying we need to up the ante by being really like I don't know. Well, yeah, angry. okay, maybe they have more listeners than us, sure, but we have more international flavor. We are the podcast for the world. <laughs> we have more international flavor. <laughs> I think you just mean Canada. Yeah, yeah, and some other countries. Well, let's be fair. Canadians aren't international. They're just Americans. They're continental. They're, <laughs> They're continental. just polite Americans. They're just tall Americans. <laughs> with beards. Charles, I see you're sporting a beard. I Yeah, I just sort of got lazy with the razor, and I haven't uh, I haven't shaved in a while. It's, far, it's kind of summertime. Aren't you a little hot? I don't know. I can't, I can't tell. <laughs> as far as I can tell, Canadians are just Americans that are named Charles that have beards. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it expands slightly beyond that. <laughs> That's all I can tell as far from as, what's immediately in front of me yeah, at this moment. Look, as far as we know, Canadians are just Charles Onyet that has a beard. I, th- I think it's slightly, <laughs> slightly more wide-ranging, at least Celine Dion. Limited but not – what? No, I don't know. Included but not limited to Charles Onyet with a beard. Anyway, lots of stuff – going on in the uh, the old video game world. Charles, you just posted your Alan Wake review. I did post that, yeah. yeah um, How's it I, end? I uh, probably <laughs> shouldn't talk about that. Actually, the ending was kind of disappointing. Um, which Don't I tell me I didn't beat it yet. Well, I mentioned it in the review. It's in the review. Oh. It's public. See, Hillary said he wasn't disappointed by the ending. I'm not yet at the ending. I'm in. The, I'm like halfway through episode four, so probably about like 60% of the way through the game. Yeah, I mean, Remedy's talked about how um, there's going to be downloadable content that comes out after launch mm-hmm. um so i'm assuming that's sort of why it was it was left the way it's left um so i mean you can look forward to that down the line and i believe it's a thing where like the first bit of dlc is like free to people who buy the game new i think it's something yeah like that. i remember reading something like that yeah i i believe that's the case so that you know it, when it eventually comes out if you've bought alan wake then you get that episode anyway so that's cool. Um, so, the but I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know what it's going to cover. The game, the game's still kind of short. Um, it's not like Max Payne short. Max Payne was super short. Mm-hmm. Um, so it definitely takes longer. Um, I would, if I mean, if you're going to play the game, like I would definitely recommend that you go around and and find everything. Like it's a pretty linear game. Yeah. There's basically just a path forward, and you can you can sprint through areas. And if you're good enough with dodging. Um, and dropping flares, you don't really have to fight that many people. Like, you can sprint through a lot of areas and just sort of evade your way to the next checkpoint. Well, yeah, because the Nate Ahern playtime was like 25 minutes or something. Yeah, yeah, I think, it's like, this I, game's like three hours long. And, yeah, I think we got the game in the office, and it was everyone was so, still sort of looking at the disc and like, oh, I wonder what this is going to play like. And it's like, oh, the ending wasn't very good. It's like, <laughs> what? What? How did that happen? But yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible to, to burn through the game really quickly. Uh, I definitely would not recommend doing that. I mean, there's a lot of cutscenes. Uh, 
you pick up uh, manuscript pages as you go through, which all have uh, voiceover. So when you go to read them, you can hear like Alan like saying them. And that's like the thing of the game is Alan is, uh, in case you have no idea what this game is, uh, Alan Wake is a fictional, uh, popular fiction author who's on vacation in this town called Bright Falls that's in like the Pacific Northwest. and um, Of America. Of, of America. America. Um, America. Or the Pacific Southwest of Canada. Kind of yeah, looks like that I believe too. it's supposed to be Washington. Yeah, it's 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 roughly Washington. The Pacific but... Southwest of Canada. <laughs> it's, it's a great vacation spot. Crazy, where, can... Those crazy Southerners in Vancouver. It's where the people from the Northwest Territories go for vacation. Or the or the catty corner Southwest of <laughs> of uh, Hawaii. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> catty corner, catty corner. You know, oh. it's across the way. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's on the east coast of the Pacific Ocean. But wait. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so it's in it's Bright Falls is just a, like a small town like it's the type of town where like everyone knows everyone. Yeah. Um there everyone's like really concerned with like an upcoming like town festival. That's the that's the big uh, hubbub around Deer with Fest. the villagers. Yeah, Deerfest. It's Sounds called. Awesome. Which they have a sweet float for which you can see several times during the course of the game. I saw it for the first time. Um, and yeah, I thought Remedy did a great job of just making the town feel like a real town. Yeah, like, how do these guys off in Sweden? That, Finland. It, whatever. It, no. <laughs> it, it really does feel like a real place. Yeah. Like, but, it, but then they make it creepy, which is cool. Yeah, I mean... They start like rolling in the darkness and everything. Yeah, and I mean, the characters are like over the top, and a lot of them are like stereotypical. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you get like, you know, the good cop, the comic relief dude, like, a bunch of stuff like that, like, expected roles, but the way they sort of act, the way they behave, um, just the way they're dressed, the way they address each other, um, uh, I think helps to make them at least feel realistic, even if, like, they don't really do much that's surprising. It's still, like, entertaining mm-hmm. to, yeah. to watch them. I just think there's interact. really good direction in the game. Yeah. Yeah, the the environments are not jarring at all. It feels like the Pacific Northwest in America, and everybody sort of plays their roles really well. Like, the acting is good. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just looking at a map of Raccoon City that was very detailed and laughing my ass off, because <laughs> if you look at the streets in Raccoon City, which is supposed to be this, like, mid like woodsy American town, right? There's, like, Jack Street, River Circle, and, like, it just is so contrived. It's so bad, poorly done, right? But this place, I could imagine, totally imagine, you know, driving up there up to it going to the convenience store or whatever yeah i mean it just it feels like a place it feels <laughs> like a place you could totally be um just and it, it has a lot to do with i think the visuals like just the environment design in the game makes it feel like a, a place that's been around for a while like it doesn't like a lot of environments in video games like are way too sparkly yeah like and way too new feeling like there just isn't enough like grit and grime like in the environment to make it feel like this well, is a place where people would actually live and have existed for a while so there's like you know junk lying around you know not all the grass is like super green and stuff and, or yeah. way too ghost like you know like it's been abandoned for a million years right well, nothing is actually like that yeah although you don't there isn't a lot of uh, free roaming in Alan Wake like I think like way back when and this was in like 2005 when the game was first announced or something um, like there was talk of like the game being sort of an open world thing and it made it sound like you know you could walk around the town and and talk to people at as as much as you wanted and that's not the case I mean the game is definitely a linear uh, experience and and the parts where you do sort of interact with NPCs where it's not like a combat sequence um Still very directed. Yeah, there there aren't many places to go. It's just you know, hey, you're in a cop station or you're in a a, a mental institution. It, or something. it really feels like when they were 
through the course of development, they kept talking about their influences and it really feels like they, any, any, you know, ideas that they had from the video game world, they were like, no, throw those out. We're going completely with, you know, the X-Files influence. Yeah. We're going completely with the Twin Peaks. We're going with the Stephen King. We're not going video game here. We're because it feels like playing through an episode of the X Files. Yeah, it does, and I mean, and and you can see that with the presentation too. Like as, so, as soon as you start playing, but it definitely, I, I mean, it's supposed to be like a video game version of a TV show, yeah. as far as I can tell. It's like, a, and it feels almost like you're playing through a novel that's kind of well, not, short story, I guess, novella, novella. Mm-hmm. Um, that's presented as a TV show because it. I mean, the game itself is broken up into six episodes. Um, and each one like has a cliffhanger ending on it. Yeah, and then yeah. Music, sweet music plays. And then I, I yeah, like title it because screen I play... comes up and awesome music starts playing. You're like, <laughs> wow, that was sweet. And then they do like a, a plot recap at the start of the next one. Yeah, I love it because I've been just been playing it at night, and so you get to one of those sweet recap cutscenes and some awesome music going on. You're like, all right, time for bed. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'll, I'll play again tomorrow. Yeah, it's a good it's a good ending point. It uh, it it actually plays well like that because um, I mean the story obviously carries over between the. It's the really episodes. cool though because who before this I, I'm sure it's existed but who before this has thought about the experience of sitting down and playing a complete feeling you know sit down and play the game for a certain amount of time and then stop. Yeah, most games are like oh there's checkpoints you can stop wherever you want. Well there goes the drama right you know so you can't structure a story arc around checkpoints wherever you want. Well there, there you was, still can do that now. It was the way, Alone but... in the Dark remake. Yeah. Um, that one tried and failed. And much. I mean, there's there've been plenty of like episodic, uh, like the Sam and Max uh, episodes have come mm-hmm. out on on Xbox Live, right? But those, but uh, this is a full you know box game, not waiting for each episode to come out. That's it. Really feels like if they had just taken Alan Wake and sold it through Xbox Live as episodes, each one you would have been like, that was cool, and then you go on to the next one, you know, like a month later when it comes. Yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, it really would have worked in that format. It's interesting how they've done it because they have packaged it as a full retail game. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely an episodic experience like mm-hmm. so it's it's sort of like hey we took the first six chunks of this experience and slammed it into a retail game and that's how we're selling it and now we're going to keep going with it and then i hope they do you're just assuming that you know i don't know what the game's going to sell but you're assuming that uh yeah people are going to pick up you know episodes afterward i guess that that keep going i don't i don't really know where where things are going to go or if it's yeah. just going to get completely ridiculous i don't know i would just love to see more stuff based around the environment like the i've been watching the prequel movies that are up on well, the live action the live action yeah. and they they are and this is not saying a whole lot the best live action video game associated movies i've seen you know the halo ones looked really cool way cooler but these are directed really well and the acting's okay and I would recommend seeing them. It'll probably get you kind of into the storyline a little bit. And they do explain a few things beforehand, even though I haven't played very much of the game. But I I like I love the setting and like the world they created. I would love to see just like you know tales from Bright Falls or whatever. Also, uh, in this Alan Wake ad in this magazine, I drew clown shoes on him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spoiler: There are no clown shoes in the game. Oh, oh. now I don't need to keep them. as far as I know. As far as I know, it could DLC. be DLC. That might be the first bit of DLC that you get for free. Is now you can play. That'd be awesome with clown shoes <laughs> as Alan Wake with clown shoes on. Yeah, um, how did these guys out in Norway? <laughs> Create. All right, you're way over. <laughs> now, now you're just being an ass. <laughs> how, how did the, no? But seriously, how did they get? How did they get this spot on? I don't understand. The uh, well, they the did. Area? They did a lot of uh, photography and 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 filming. But, you know, they spent not, five years on it. But not even American companies can have I, voice acting, right? And and that's right. Their voice acting's pretty damn good. It's, in the game. it's pretty good overall. It's it's. I really little... like the um the radio host. 
the radio host is good. And, He's a and, really good. At and yeah, that's what I wanted to say is like you get you you find you find television programs in the game, which if you've played Max Payne, that's I mean that's sort of what Remedy does. They they sort of hide story all over the place, but in this case, it really works because the game is supposed to be sort of a TV show. So you you get the sort of meta aspect of watching a TV show that does relate in some ways to yeah. you know what you're playing. Uh, it, in some cases, it foreshadows, and in some cases, it just it sort of in some cases it like twists the story around too. This yeah, and it, it, it introduces new possibilities, and also like it's not it's not a super serious game. Like it's not a game that takes itself um, so seriously that it like it. There's no room for humor. Like there's definitely a lot of laughs mm-hmm. in the game. For it's sure. like X Files. It, it's yeah, very it, tongue in cheek. It's self aware of what it's doing. You know, it knows that it's twisting the story around in loops, and it knows that its characters are not all like. Well, there are comic foils in there and everything. So yeah, I mean, it's it's not trying to be like a super pretentious kind of mm-hmm. uh, you know mystery thriller experience. It it definitely has more of a a, a relaxed kind of nature to it. Yeah, I put polka dots on the clown shoes. I think that <laughs> I think that the remedy should run a clinic at like some one of these developer conferences on how on characterization and like get some of these American companies who just make the same gigantic football playing goofball character. You know, here's why don't you try a character with a personality and relationships? You know, not right. not a big deal. Yeah, I think I mean it's a really unique kind of game, like in that there aren't. I mean, it's like oh well, if you want the same kind of like tone and like mood of Alan Wake, go play like I don't know. I don't know yeah, because <laughs> no, I, no, it has some similarities though to Heavy Rain, just in terms of the characterization. Sure. Where Alan Wake is a real person, and you get that throughout the game, where he's not like. He has all these personal problems that actually get built into the story and everything. And that, I kind of got the same feeling when I was playing through Heavy Rain, where, you know, there's this guy who had this great life and then one accident happened. And all of a sudden, you know, his marriage falls apart and he has trouble with his kids and everything. Or remaining kid. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jason. Yeah, but it's so self-serious, self-important, that game. Yeah, but but it's similar ideas, and they both do them pretty well. Similar ideas. It's just that Alan Wake is not like, it's drama. It's just real people. They just feel Mm. real. I mean, real people aren't always dramatic. That's what drives me. It's about a lot of survival horror games and horror games. It's like, there's no interesting, funny things that happen. And come on, real life, even when it's horrible, is pretty funny. You know? Yeah. People just acting normally are not so serious that it's just all downtrodden the whole time. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about horror games, you go back and look at, like, the you know, the first Resident Evil or something, and it's just like, the game is so, in terms of characterization, is terrible. Like, <laughs> it's just awful. And, like, I mean, it's scary. I'm not going to deny the first time I played that, I was, I was frightened. I was genuinely frightened by mm-hmm. that game. But, man, if you go back, it's just like, these are the worst characters. <laughs> like, there's nothing interesting about them aside from the fact that they have the gun that can kill the stuff that I'm trying to assault. Yeah. Like, that's that's the most interesting part of it. I think it's a deeper kind of scare that you get from Alan Wake. It's not necessarily thrilling, like a thrill scare, but what it is is it's the psychological dread that comes with, you know, uh, scary books you know, like Stephen King books, they reference him right off the right off the bat. Yeah, they reference they reference a bunch of stuff very directly. Because yeah. there's there's an FBI agent who calls out names, and he'll they um, they mention uh, Lovecraft. Yeah, uh, Stephen King, Northern Exposure, Northern Exposure, <laughs> Twilight Zone. Dave, Dave loves his Northern Exposure references. <laughs> Twilight Zone. Yeah, there's a lot there's of. There's a guy on the radio. <laughs> But yeah, you get to see all that, and the game—the game as it as it progresses—sort of raises a lot of like 
interesting questions that I didn't think some of the answers were as cool as some of the questions, although I guess that's normally the case with these kind of, like, you know, science fiction-y type tales. Uh, it could where... be a Stephen King novel, which is a spider at the end. <laughs> <laughs> or, hey, that dog, it has rabies? What What is so scary about this? I'm I'm missing the point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the answers are never the scary part. It's like people waiting for the big reveal. I mean, that's not the, the interesting part it's of the, the game. Ride. It's the yeah. questioning, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely a fun ride. And like, I mean, Eric, you're talking about like how it how it can compare to Heavy Rain. Like, it's definitely a more action focused game. Oh yeah, like, definitely. I mean, there's as much as there is with character interaction, which you sort of have to explore to find. Like, it doesn't shove the character interaction mm-hmm. in your face. It's sort of like if you take the time to go listen uh, to some tape or something, explore, talk to everyone, find the radio broadcast, find the television broadcast. Just even stand around while like if NPCs are in a room and somebody's like, "Hey, we should go this way," and that's clearly the way you're supposed to go. But if you just sort of stay in the room and hang around, then people will just start talking to each mm-hmm. other. So it's actually kind of neat how it's it's entirely optional. But it actually does help like build out the world a lot more. Yeah, very a lot more action than I was expecting. But, I thought it was going to be sort of like a plotting game at the beginning. No, not at all. Just bust you right into it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you do have to shoot a lot of stuff. And I mean, it's mm-hmm. no, it was no, uh, it's no bullet time. From uh, from Max Payne, but the the fighting with with your flashlight uh, thing is actually kind of interesting. I think it's cool. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's it's definitely like it's it's a responsive system. So the only the only real clunky thing about it, I think, was the the camera can sometimes sort of get behind trees and like get in an awkward spot. And it's not a computer controlled camera; you do it yourself. Yeah. Um, but I mean, sometimes you can't really see what you're doing. But uh, yeah, I mean, enemies will come at you, and you basically have to hit them with a uh, flashlight uh, for a a uh, limited amount of time or some light source until un, or some light source but usually your flashlight and uh the the darkness around them will sort of explode and then you can shoot them and kill them mm-hmm. um and also i i i wanted to say and i forgot to put this in the review but that uh the game oh, basically fail. has fail. the game basically has like the coolest health bars like i can remember for for the darkness Oh yeah. When you're fighting enemies, it's just like the little circular thing which you don't even notice at first because mm-hmm. it just seems like a lens flare is it actually slowly focuses. Yeah, is yeah. actually their is actually their darkness health bar, which I is really cool. I did not know that. Yeah. Cuz I'm dumb. Uh, it's 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 just really well implemented and it just like it fits. Cuz I mean the game does have like UI elements and stuff, but I mean it would look really lame if the guys you were fighting had, had joined, a little bar over their head. Yeah, yeah, had health bars over their heads. I'd, I'd actually prefer, I don't know if there's an option I didn't look yet, to get rid of the UI in the game. It's just that atmospheric. I'd love to just t- turn it off. But uh, it's cool when they implement stuff like that into the environment. Like the, you know, the Dead Space health bar on the back. Yeah, that stuff's great. That's got to be in games more. The floating, like, numbers and tickers only work in certain... It only works in Borderlands. It only works in Borderlands. <laughs> It works in games that have, have no serious elements whatsoever. Yeah. It works in games that are made <laughs> by Gearbox. That make no sense. Called, board, <laughs> called Borderlands. So we almost made it 20 minutes without bringing it up, but now I have to bring it up. Uh-oh. Halo? Halo. Oh, oh yeah. right, Halo. The beta is out. Is there a flashlight in that game? There's no flashlight. I understand there's jetpacks. Yeah, jetpacks. Have you played it yet, Charles? I have not played the beta that went live, although I was, we were talking to Mr. Ryan Geddes was here on the last podcast um, our Pacific Northwest correspondent, um, <laughs> and uh, he was talking a lot about the beta because he'd he'd been up to Bungie to play it. Um, yeah. But no, I haven't played it since it's gone live. Um, it looks a lot like Halo. It is. It took me a couple matches to get into it because it's a lot different. 
It is a lot different. It's a. I mean, the, okay, yeah. I mean, I haven't played yet. I've just been looking over people's shoulders. You, you we start. You're like jetpacks, we. But then you actually have to figure out how to use a jetpack intelligently, which takes a little while to get used to that. And then when you switch and you're not using the jetpack, you have to remember. Like it's a whole different thing. You have to wrap your head around each armor ability. So, question: Better jetpacks, Section Eight or Halo Reach Beta? I uh, did not play Section 8. Okay. So yeah, I don't think anyone Halo. played Section 8. <laughs> <laughs> Neither did I, but I'm going to go with Halo Reach Beta. Okay. Just off the top of my head there. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's true. Yeah. The beta's fun. There was a million people downloaded it on the first day and crashed the servers. Owned. Which I guess is why you have a beta. <laughs> yeah. Probably. They're doing an epic uh, stress test. A lot of people assume. complain about betas not working. Like, this ba- this unfinished version of this game is not functioning properly. Yeah. Like, that is sort of the point. Is beta. But it's kind of interesting because Microsoft has used this for marketing. And Bungie is using it for making their game better. Right. I mean, Microsoft is running TV ads during NBA games for Halo six months before it's ready to release. Roughly, we don't have a release date yet. But that's that's, like, unheard of. When do you see video game ads for... Something that's not going to release until fall already. Right yeah. now. Yeah, I don't know. They've been hyping the, the beta quite a bit. I mean, even during... That was a major component of the uh, ODST launch was, yeah. hey, and you get, you know, reach beta access, similar to the uh, Halo 3 beta access uh, packaged with uh, with Crackdown. Well, mm-hmm. they saw what that did to Crackdown. I mean, that made that game of the century, pretty much. That's true. Although, I mean, Crackdown had the benefit of also being a really good game. Yeah. ODST is a good game, too, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. I, I just, just don't yeah, think it would have gotten nearly as much attention. People have been like, "Yeah, Crackdown, that's fine," but everybody went and got it, yeah. whether or not they wanted it. So, you know, they got a good game. Well, yeah, I mean, bonus, I, I think the uh, I think the Halo uh, Three launch and beta had I think more hype surrounding it though, just because there's been so much Halo since then, mm-hmm. like with ODST and with and with Reach, that it, it was sort of a much bigger deal to finally get a a next gen Halo at that point instead of just uh, an iteration like on the... more people hopped into this beta. Right away. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to gauge the popularity of a Halo game because it's so massive. It's weird though that it's not a numbered sequel. You always think of the numbered mm-hmm. sequels as being the big ones, and this is like, oh, you know, a, a one-off sort of little thing. Plus, I don't know if any of the ODST hatred or whatever spilled over into this. Oh, it's just going to be another half-finished game. All of that nonsense. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I haven't even seen the campaign yet. That's that's actually what I'm looking forward to playing. For Halo Reach? For Reach, yeah. They haven't shown pretty much any of that. Yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to that. But yeah, I mean it's I'm also not. interesting considering I mean, this is this is sort of it for Bungie. I mean, we also got that news. Yeah, now that, they're going ten years with Activision. Ten years. I'll be dead by then. By the time their deal's done. <laughs> what are you, you drawing now, Dave? What? There's this game called something. I don't know, but I drew a cat in it. <laughs> and then I put a Batman shirt on this guy over here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, so Activision signed up Bungie for the next 10 years, so probably four games. Uh that's uh, I don't know. I mean, do you... well, if, if Activision has their way, it'll probably be like four. It'll be 10 games. 10 games. Yeah, it'll be 10 <laughs> games. Game of year. Game of year, do it. But yeah, I mean, I guess that would be an entirely new uh, intellectual property. I mean, I, it can't be Halo because Microsoft owns Halo. So Bungie is now. Can it be Halos? There is no more speculation. <laughs> can it be to Halos? <laughs> Absolutely no more speculation. Bungie is off of Halo after Reach. Right. There's yeah. no doubt about it now. So yeah, that's I no mean, hope. If you're that's what you're hoping, stop. <laughs> I was I was hoping it up until now, and stop. you stop. You just killed it. You killed it for me. Killed it. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if Bungie's going to go back and mine like some of their previous franchises or just be like, all right, we're doing something totally new. Because like, the news when it came out, it said something about um, it would be an action franchise, which is probably about as generic as you could get yeah. of a description. I mean, so I it's don't... not a music game. So, <laughs> well, I mean, it's not a music rhythm game. So Bungie's not doing Band Hero. Yeah. Okay. I mean, people were also speculating that Bungie would do something with, like, Blizzard, and I don't think that would ever happen. No. Because Bungie knows what they're doing too much, and Blizzard's like, stay, and I've, I'm pretty sure Blizzard is just like, stay away from us, everyone, because we know what we're doing, or something like that. But hey, l- look at it from this way, though. Uh, Activision no longer basically has Infinity Ward. I mean, Infinity Ward still technically they have, exists. They have Infinity Ward, just not a lot of key employees. It's but just yeah, one but, guy but named like, Infinity Ward. It, it's something like <laughs> 30% or more of Infinity Ward has left over the past month, including all of their leadership. So Infinity Ward has basically crumpled underneath itself from people leaving. And now you've got Bungie coming in. And Bungie also recently started filing trademarks for like... Aerospace. Aerospace Bungie and all this stuff. How much you want to bet that Bungie is planning on filling in that role where like Infinity Ward used to make all the engines that you know Activision would start spreading around? That Bungie's going to make some game and then also on the on the backside license their engine to Activision for like Treyarch to make some other game? Well, you got to figure that they've been working on something new like over the course of building uh, ODST and Reach. Like, they have. And- they've, they've been saying that they have. So yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to figure like they're going to come out with some sort of new tech eventually. Um, instead of iterating on the on the same thing and just add, but just, there are a like, lot of companies. More detailed there visuals. are a lot of companies that make their own engines and then never license them. Yeah. So. Well, whatever it is, you know that they'll have sweet helmets because they've always had sweet helmets in all of their games. That's true. I'm sure that was a clause in the contract. Was this game, this franchise, must have a sweet helmet, or our 10 year deal is busted. We are just backing out of it. They probably will license their tech out to the rest of Activision, though. That's mean that that's what they did when they were on Xbox One. Uh, they, the Halo engine got licensed out. Yeah, and never did anything. Uh, Stubbs the zombie. That had an awesome soundtrack, right. but the game was not good. But not the not the just the engine itself. But they would they would put games over to Bungie and be like, uh, fix it. Yeah, and they would. You'd see little smidgens of Halo floating around in your other Xbox games because Bungie had to fix them to make. What, them you'd work. see a Master Chiefs running around. You'd see mountains in the back, and you're like, "Man, that looks a lot like Halo." I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> They're the only people who know how to program for the system, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with with Infinity Ward and, and Treyarch at this point. I mean, there's Black Ops coming out um, uh, November, was it? Yeah, eleven, nine, ten. Okay, November ninth. Which will probably be, you know, a good shooter. Um, yeah. You know, Treyarch, they're not, like, mind-blowing games. Like, I, I wasn't a huge fan of World at War. Um, but, I mean, it's still a good shooter. Like, nobody can really say it was a complete, like, uh, like a, a really bad experience. Like, it wasn't. Yeah. It was absolutely a good shooter. And lots of people bought it. And lots of people played it. Um, and lots, lots of people, people are still playing it. Still playing it. And lots of people bought the map pack. So, yeah. I mean, it seems like, you know, that Call of Duty as a franchise... Um, for Activision is still going to be lucrative for Total, yeah. for a while, for at least two years until yeah. you know uh, until they run out of names to give them like Black Ops, and then they'll just have to go with the year. So it'll be Call of Duty, you know, oh 2K, man, two K ten. Yeah, 2K, well, I mean, 2K. so Black Ops is like um, Vietnam ish, right? Well, sort of, kind of, kind I of guess. Vietnam related. Um, the rumors were saying that it was based, you know, Cold War, Vietnam. You know, it's probably gonna travel through time like some of these games do flashbacks flash forwards 
I just don't know where else you would go with that because there's so, there's only so well yeah you could go to space I guess space fights space ops <laughs> there was a there was a shot of space right in Mars ops yeah probably satellites you probably don't fight in space probably not Moonraker but... so until it turns into Call of Duty Mars then I'm... it's still okay. they still they still can do the Korean War right yeah who, who would buy a Korean War game. I don't know. So that's Call of Duty. Yeah, it's just Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Who cares? I think Korean War is like a marketing like snafu. Like no, or I don't know. They should should just call it Call of Duty. It doesn't matter what else it's called. It's Call of Duty. (laughs) It's Call of Duty Takedown Kim Jong Il Edition. (laughs) Well, there you go. (laughs) Well, they still haven't done Future War. Yeah, well, but but it's Black Ops, so it's probably a bunch of stuff that never actually happened. So they can just make a bunch of crap up. Oh, right. it was classified. But ho- I'm hoping that the game looks a lot like Snake Eater, and it's all like you know antiquated firearms and terrible, terrible technology. I love that. Well, they have that one guy who they kept flashing to in the trailer that looked like a yeah. solid snake. Yeah, like every soldier was required to have a mullet and a mustache in that period of time. <laughs> <laughs> it was standard, standard issue mustache and mullet. If you didn't have one, they just slapped one on you. <laughs> Where's your mustache, soldier? Yeah, whatever. That game will sell a billion copies. Yeah, it'll sell a bit. Um, one billion. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I would assume that yeah, Bungie's absolutely not going to be part of that. They're going to be left alone to do whatever it is they're doing. Guitar and, Hero. And yes, Guitar Hero. I still think they will license out their engine though. To, uh, to the other people there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's entirely for possible. more money. Yeah, I assume Bungie's in a in a pretty good position. I mean, because you figure like since Bungie sort of split off from Microsoft, like they must have had a gazillion offers from people to try and yeah. get a deal with. Well, you think about it, who really could have given them a deal? The only real players could have been Microsoft, Sony, Activision, and EA. I don't think anyone else could offer them the distribution and money needed for to actually get them on board. Yeah, it's not actually that surprising when you think about the deal because there's only five people or so in the entire industry that would have made that deal. So, and one of them already, they were already working for. So. <laughs> yeah, they already didn't want to work for Microsoft anymore. So, right. um, it, it's just that you figured they have to have made a a, a pretty good deal, considering how yeah. many how many they must have fielded. Well, staying independent, owning all of your intellectual property, and getting a ten year deal in the midst of a global recession that we're still in. I mean, that's ridiculous. Plus, I heard they get unlimited M and M's. Well, you you have like you know <laughs> Sega shut down their entire San Francisco office, right. like studios are still closing down. They, last year, like twenty studios closed down. They're still closing down right now, and Bungie gets a ten year deal. They're wearing golden diapers over there. Yeah, they're doing why, something right. Why would you wear a golden diaper? It's a business term. That's what happens. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you when you crap gold. You wear a gold diaper. Yeah, it's an industry speak. Don't worry about it. Oh. So that's like lead speak for business people. No, I just made it up. <laughs> oh. I think you have to have a Bluetooth. You have to, you have to have a Bluetooth headset to, for that to make sense. You have to wear at least two Bluetooth headsets oh. and take a golden dumps. Um, but I mean, I think a lot of people were worried that Bungie would have like is 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 treading into territory that's dangerous because of all the recent stories that happened with Activision. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, regarding obviously Infinity Ward and. Their franchise is not really. Well, it's not like Activision. They're like, well. hey guys, let's totally di- run the studio into the ground again. Yeah, high five. Well, no, well, I the mean, difference. No, the difference no, though, is re- that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's not going to be the case. The difference is that Activision owned Infinity Ward. It was a wholly owned studio. Right. You know, 
And this is Bungie remaining independent. So I think that's the key thing that everyone has to remember is that there that there's only the terms of the contract. They cannot force Bungie to do stuff outside of that contract, you know? I, yeah, I just pictured a bunch of board posters being like thinking that at Activision, they're like, We got it now. Sweet. Let's force them all to quit and then ruin it. <laughs> yeah. High five. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, got, look at that stock price plummet. Oh crap. There's Wait, absolutely no that, way right? we won't drive this into the ground before our ten year contract is up. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be really interesting to see if that ten-year contract actually lasts <laughs> ten years. Horrible. Ten years is a long time in the video game world. All right, so ten years ago, StarCraft had already come out two years before that, and the game is still not out. So, just just sequel, for some yeah. perspective, I can't even remember ten years ago. Were there games ten years ago? Two thousand. Halo hadn't come out yet. No, ten years, not two thousand years. Right, because Halo was two, the year two thousand. Because Halo was two thousand one. <laughs> yeah. So the entire the, the entire Halo franchise has only been nine years. Oh yeah. man, I was touring with Ario Speedwagon ten years. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, so yeah, I was uh, planting the seeds of Carpal Tunnel with my Dreamcast, <laughs> the most uncomfortable controller of all time. You're about to reap all the rewards. Yeah. <laughs> Harvest some tunnels. I, uh, <laughs> dude. Oh man, the so, problem with ten years is that games are unpredictable. So, even signing a two-year contract where you're like you are assigned to one game, that goes over all the time. Yeah, you know, like a two-year year, cycle is hard. Ten to years hit. is crazy because we're going into the next generation of consoles. As much as everyone you wants, would, to, you would assume. I mean, it's been almost no, no. five years. Yeah. Sony said ten-year plan. So, yeah. But that was f- five, years, five years ago. So. Well, it's been five years, and we still haven't heard anything about a next generation of consoles. But there's no which way is weird the Xbox 360 is going to last 15 years. No, you know? but I mean, the no, previous the previous console cycles were only five years. I mean, after three and a half, you'd hear something about you know a new console or something like that. Ten years from now, happen. games could be almost entirely digitally distributed. Yeah, they could be. They should experience. be. That would be awesome if if Bungie totally effed over Activision because like. Six years from now, they just started pushing out all their games digitally. Activision's like, we have publishing rights to... Oh, games are just pills. <laughs> They're just pills that you take. And then you play them as they digest. In your While you like, fly oh, around in your, your nuclear car. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's at that point, I would assume that everyone would have jetpacks. Yeah, we'll be playing them all in our Pip-Boy at that point. Well, I mean, we'll it be make, fighting wars through our video games. It makes sense that everything would, I mean, be downloadable. At, you know, at some point. With the, the next generation of consoles? Yeah, I, I would imagine Xbox Live would be the platform. And you yeah, just I, have like a little box. I basically. don't understand why that wouldn't be wouldn't be the case. It would just, I mean, cut down on production costs. It just it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, you know, for PC games, I haven't, I haven't installed a PC game off a disc, you know, in terms of games that I've gone out and bought for years. I haven't done it since Civ 4. I think it was the last one. That was off a disc? Yeah. Then yeah. I, went, I went out and bought so I could... You know, carry on my stupid three discs, which they misprinted on Civ Four. I don't know if you remember. It said like, disc, oh, did they? It says like disc two play, but it's like disc one is supposed to say play. So if you put the play disc in, it doesn't play. Oh. <laughs> well, it's kind of messed up. I had a Dragon Age disc. You play Dragon Age no. on PC? Yeah, I started to, and I was like, oh, I'm so bored. <laughs> oh, oh, my eyes are bleeding. Uh, you got to manage your inventory. They, they announced a new download for that. Uh, Another one, right. the Darkspawn Chronicles. God, there's so much content for that game. Like, I don't know who has the time to play that much stuff. It's like, I would love to play all of that content, but I mean, I guess people who only bought Dragon Age. Yep. Because, like, that Awakening expansion came out, like, what, four months after the base game yeah, and the I base mean, game was like a gazillion hours long and if you're like if you're a pc role-playing fan which there are a lot of people right 
So you got Dragon Age, then you played Mass Effect, and you know you beat Mass Effect maybe two or three times. Now you're back to Dragon Age again because it's a billion hours long. Yeah, and you play that crap like Call of Duty. You go home and you put in two hours. I mean, you've been done with that forever. Like, yeah. oh, another 180 hours. Sweet, that'll last me a month. Right. You know, so people are crazy. But I remember like the doctors kind of chuckling about that game where they were like, "This is going to be a franchise." I'm like, wait, you mean a sequel's coming soon? They're like, well. A lot of stuff's coming soon. <laughs> They're going to make Dragon Age like every three months for the next ten years. Yeah, I mean, it's just weird considering like before before when that game came out, it had been announced and then like went dark for two years or something. It was it was quite a while that nobody heard anything about that game. And then it was sort of re-unveiled at one of the E3s. I don't remember which one. It was not the most recent one, the one before that. Yeah, yeah and they were ago. like, okay, this is actually coming out now. And it... And it finally shipped and then it was just content overload all over the place and it was like mm-hmm. wow okay i guess they had been uh, kind of working on this game a little bit it was not on the back burner because they, they don't mess around this has probably got the same you know dlc plan as warcraft like it's gonna be three years from now you're gonna be adding stuff on a dragon age they need to add more stuff onto borderlands uh yeah that would be nice <laughs> but back to borderlands <laughs> <laughs> still haven't killed cromrax no they did announce that another piece of dlc will be coming for borderlands and they, we have no idea what that is. I don't think. Yeah, whatever. I, don't, I guess I don't really need it right now. Seeing as how, for some reason, May is the new November. Yeah, and November is the new black. Well, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, what is it? May eighteenth is the date that seven uh, seven thousand things come out. Red Dead Redemption, Mario Galaxy will be out around there, too. I guess. Yeah, I really want to play that. Yeah. Actually, because Mario Galaxy is still one of my the. I, I love that game when it came out. I played that. I like got totally sucked into that game. It's like a poor man's Ratchet and Clank. Probably better than Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> I, don't a, know. I really enjoyed Galaxy. Okay, a rich, a rich man's Ratchet and Clank. It's it's one of the uh, few Wii games that I've actually beaten. Yeah, I played that game all the way through. I, I didn't get all the stars. I I gave up on going back to get all the stars when I was like, play this Luigi level, and it loaded up, and you turn to the left, and the star was right there, and I was like, that's a star. All right, I'm done. Well, you got to get it. Yeah, I got it, and then I quit. It's like, that's stupid. I was on some water slide, and it controlled horribly, and I just kind of laughed and unplugged my Wii and kicked it into the closet and never touched it again. So that's what I think. That game, I did like that game, but it also did get me really frustrated with the Wii, which brings up another thing, which may get me really frustrated with Natal. Is that I was playing, and the sun, I was playing on an early Saturday morning. I got up at like 6 a.m. and started playing Mario Galaxy. I know. You uh, got got up and, and bought batteries first. (laughs) <laughs> no, because I'd been playing the night before. Oh, okay. The night before, I bought the batteries. So I was playing Mario Galaxy, and the sun was slowly coming up. And then when it came through the window, all of a sudden, the game broke. And I was like, what the F? Ah! So I had to like close all my shades and sit there in the dark playing the game. And if Natal does that, I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to be um, really upset. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll be hearing more about If all that. of a sudden, my avatar just starts like... Yeah, but here's the great thing about Natal, though. Freaking can, out all over the screen. You can make a cardboard cutout of a friend and play two-player games and just hold it next to you. <laughs> So, bam. We are going to try that. <laughs> Making a cardboard cutout of someone and seeing if that if they're recognized or... Yeah. I'm going to make a Charles Onyet doll. You're going to be my co-op player and everything. <laughs> I'm just going to take my Charles Onyet doll out of the closet and use it again. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> that should stay in the closet. <laughs> Everybody's got one at the company. Come on. Oh, God. Standard issue. Standard like issue mustache and Charles Onyet doll. Um, I mean, I guess we'll hear a lot more about Natal, like, leading into... Because, I mean, it's supposed to come out, what, this... Week? This fall. Fall, time. yeah, I'm at fall. This week. Yeah. Fall. This week. This May 18th. Afternoon. Is it May 18th for that, too? <laughs> They're going to 
show it the day before their press conference. Microsoft's having some Natal showing on the Sunday of E3. Which and apparently... Then their press conference is Monday. Yeah. Apparently technology is not allowed at that press conference. Yeah, it's a, it's a technology-free event. So, so this Natal just is in. not full of technology. Okay. Yeah, this just in. Natal does not use technology. They don't want you to bring cameras to the event. So they call it a technology-free event for the unveiling of technology. So there's no technology in Natal. Maybe Natal is just free and they punked us. They're just going to give away Natals. And you get a Natal. <laughs> you get a Natal. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's been a lot of buildup to to this, to, to the launch of Natal so far. And I mean, there will obviously continue to be as more people announce products for it, as more people announce integration for you know, Natal into, you know, existing games or something like that. Yeah. It'll just be... You know what the whole motion controller thing feels like to me this year? feels like like when Ska was really popular. It was really exciting and everybody <laughs> it's, it's was... It's the Blink-182 of... <laughs> yeah, everybody was really into it and it was really exciting. Like when Ska came out and everybody was really happy for a little bit. And then it just, you never did it again. You know, just disappeared. Except for, except for No Doubt. So maybe Natal will be the No Doubt of this place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe like the Bon Jovi of hair metal, of glam metal. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's already the proof that it it does sell. I mean, with with Wii already. Yeah, certainly. Um, so it's just a matter of whether people will care that another company is doing the same thing, or whether they'll just be like, "I already have a Wii. I don't want that." Yeah, I don't know. It'll, will it hit with the same sort of? I feel like it's words? different enough that it's going to get to you know, like the ABC morning talk shows talking about it. Yeah, would be the where you, you, know, you, you pawn pawn nubs pine pawn pine nubs. You guys pawn pine nubs? I don't know what that means. Bob, do you know what that means? Pining, <laughs> pining nubs? Pining? Look at this. I'm dancing and it's dancing on screen. <laughs> it's going to happen. Well, I mean, is that worth roughly, I mean, how much would it actually cost for, so, <coughs> excuse me, like average consumer person is looking at a Wii because it has motion controls and it costs, what, that black Wii just came out for 200 bucks. You get the black Wii, you get Wii Sports, Wii Sports Resort, and Motion Control Plus. Which is actually a pretty good deal. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that nobody knows what that means. Um, Wii Motion Plus? Yeah, nobody knows if that's... The people who are buying that have no clue whether that's a good deal I or was not. so... I, They're I just that, like, it comes with games! Yeah, I, I thought that was so weird. Well, all right, it comes with two games. Then. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so weird when Nintendo announced Wii Motion Plus. I'm like, you know the people that are playing your console have no idea what that means. Or probably won't even notice that they're, you need to have more precise yeah. control over anything. This game needs a what? A Motion Plus? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You just like stick a cookie on the end of the controller. Well, I, well, I mean, I'm still so, convinced so that's gonna, cheaper gonna... though. But if somebody needs to go out and buy an Xbox with Natal, and Natal, I'm assuming Natal is not going to be cheap. It's not going to be like a twenty dollar. Nobody like, knows. It could be yeah. a bundle. I would guess they're they're probably going to charge between fifty nine ninety nine and ninety nine ninety nine for it. But I do, I firmly believe there's going to be a bundle, and I'm I will bet on a redesign with that bundle. There's going to be like this whole brand new 360. A slim, a slim be type like redesign. A slim type redesign so that even the people who have a 360 will be like, ooh, I want the new one. And then, haha, you got a Natal too. And then it comes with, yeah. <laughs> now yeah. you're playing motion games owned. <laughs> LOL. Motion you just got motion controlled. Yeah. Halo only works with Natal now. <laughs> <laughs> you looked at it, now you have to buy it. Mainstreamed. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I want to buy another 360. Well, you're, do you have a choice? Well, no, I guess. Yeah, not. you have a choice for the next, you know, thirty seconds until your three sixty breaks. Yeah, I'm just gonna ride mine out until the net. Oh, it's dead. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, my three sixty, I only had to replace it once, so I guess I've been fortunate in that regard. Me too. I'm on once. Um, I the, had a uh, launch. The office cool. ones are are dying fast lately. Yeah, there've been a they're... something about this new office. They've just been going out. <laughs> and we're getting down to it. I think there's only like three or four left that are working now. It's not good. No. 
I mean, it, it just seems like the, the Natal type stuff is just going to be like, you'll see a series of like press releases go out like randomly, like you do now with like Facebook integration. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, what, what went out today? Oh, uh, Blizzard announced that uh, Battle.net will have uh, uh, Facebook integration so that you can, I don't know, invite people into Battle.net, so you your can... Battle.net friends list from From Facebook. your Facebook. So you can tag Blizzard in drunk photographs. Uh, right. Yes, right. Prob- yeah, I think that's it. From partying photographs and just tag blizzard and be like, "What the hell? Um, <laughs> oh, I'm never gonna be able to get another job." <laughs> Although that seems to be like gaining more momentum because it happens more and more, and that's been sort of a long, slow kind of increase in that type. So of you thing. think there's going to be Natal integration announced with a bunch of games? Like now you can pretend you're the car or whatever the hell you're. Gonna yeah, do. I mean, I, I'm assuming now you can be the frog in Frogger. There'll be a flurry you of that. Be the road. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a flurry of that, I think, over the course of the next like year, probably. Yeah. And then uh, at that point, I would assume the next generation of consoles would be sort of announced, I yeah. guess. And then we wouldn't really hear more about that. It's a wait and see. Everybody wants to know if people would buy Wii 2, right? Everybody bought Wii, but would they buy Wii 2? That's what everybody's waiting to find out. And if, if the answer is no then all the stuff's just going to disappear. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so, because I don't think those people are really interested in, in tech upgrades. Right. But like, if you wait, like, you have oh, to you wait get better enough. graphics, and it's like, well, what? What? Why would I want that? I already have my Wii Sports. Yeah, I don't know. That hasn't been proven yet, though, because they they've had no option. Right. So, like, well, I think the, the, the move from Sony is the... It's like the HD upgrade version of Wii, right? So right, will yeah. people so buy that? So if people yeah. buy that, then you can tell that people will... are They want the better graphics and the more precision... They just haven't had a chance. They've been sitting yeah. there doing the waggle on, you know. Because Sony's marketing campaign might as well be, it's Wii, it's better Wii. Right, it's Wii mm-hmm. with better graphics. Yeah, you guys like Wii, right? Well, this one's better. It's the same thing, but it's better. Right. So, so we'll, if people buy that, then yeah, we'll know if that's going to be the, you know, a, a mainstay of your next console. Yeah, I mean, see, that's actually a good idea. Like, I mean, that makes sense. Like, you know, trying to trying to draw that audience out. Um, I guess you just need the the right sort of like I don't know what the right sort of well, application. We don't know if it's a good idea yet, but thanks Sony for trying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You'll let us all know. Let us know how that works out. I'm, I'm sure Nintendo's watching that very closely. It's like, oh, can yeah. we ever release another console, or is this sort of it for us? <laughs> no, their next console will be something else revolutionary. Like, I don't know. But I mean, you would assume that all of the consoles in the next generation would have some kind of built-in motion control. That's what everybody's waiting to see. That's Mm -hmm. why everybody called off their plans for console development, you know, because they were like, well, do we have to make this a Wii or just a normal console? So, I don't know. We'll find out. I don't care either way. (laughs) I just want better graphics. Well, I mean, it'll be it'll be annoying if if you know pe- development houses who are making like core style games, which is something that I still sort of more identify with. Although I realize I may not be, you know, the majority anymore, or or even the target demo for most games that are released. Um, You're not in those sweet videos that they play at conferences. Where it's like a fa- nuclear family like skateboarding around, a or like or... a bunch of twenty somethings all huddled around a TV and one guy's holding a guitar for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> And they're all laughing. Yeah, and they're all high-fiving and eating pretzels. And they're staring at you because you're the screen because they can't show the game because it doesn't exist. Because <laughs> no game is that fun with many people. <laughs> and especially if it's an Atal sensor up there and there's like 17 people jumping around and Atal's just like, what is happening right now? Yeah. And it just like explodes the 360. It's like, congratulations, <laughs> you have entered the secret self-destruct code. <laughs> Instead of just showing the view from the television where it's like looking up some dude's basketball shorts who weighs 700 pounds and has Cheetos all over his face. (laughs) (laughs) 
actual view from TV. <laughs> believe, a big believe. pile of fail and sadness. <laughs> I don't think that would probably be part of their marketing campaign. They well, might, it they should might, be. Maybe <laughs> they maybe might they, leave that one out. Maybe they should take ownership of what they've done to us all. <laughs> They're gonna make a NASCAR game for Natal, but instead of driving the car, it just simulates you sitting in the crowd watching it. So you just sit there, and like every now and then a car goes by, and you're like, "Yeah!" That's it. You have to pretend like you're in the crowd. Or you, then, no, you have to motion to the guy walking down the stairs so you can get a corn dog. Yeah, yeah. Every now like, and then I you're like, that. "Yeah, yeah." It's like and boom, boom, fifty points. Hey beer. Hey beer. Six XP. Hey beer. You caught the hot dogs. Or, so many Bud Lights. Or a rally cross game where you're the guy, you're the navigator, and you sit there with your P tube and. Give them directions off a map. Hard left. Nope, wrong crash. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you went wrong. Oh, oh boy. I don't know. Natal could be if that if it goes beyond just this game and stuff. You could do some some interesting stuff like that where you have normal sporting events and then you add some goofy interactive elements to them. So it has like, to be well, like a party mode, except people are just like ran- people take over the place of random NPCs. Yeah. Or you know, you like you're watching a basketball game, and they have like you know little mini games going on, superimposed on top of the TV that you and your friends can play gun. while you're watching together. Yeah. Fire the t-shirt gun. Like you're watching, you know, the the Cavs game, and all of a sudden, some like little cartoon pops up and starts shooting t-shirts at you, and you got to grab them. Just to add like extra fun to it, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, or like your team, some team like wins an NCAA, and then you get to go out into that city and riot and flip cars <laughs> over, and light things on fire. You know, it's like an altered reality <laughs> on top of. It's got to be the the idea has to be around the fun element though, not the PSP as a rearview mirror for Gran Turismo. Like, <laughs> yes. who cares? That's so boring. What are you talking about? That is amazing. <laughs> it's so revolutionary. I just kept thinking when I saw that, like, is there a headband where you hang your PSP in front of your face? How- I I just kept thinking that's the most use that I will ever get on my PSP. <laughs> Heyo. <laughs> I actually rubber banded mine to my real rearview mirror and got into many crashes. <laughs> it doesn't work. It's not working at all. <laughs> you lied to me, Kasserai. You lied. <laughs> all I see is Kratos, and he's really angry. Should we do some reader mail? Oh, Kratos is behind Oh, they, they announced another uh, God of War PSP, so I will play my PSP again. Yeah. Oh, they're saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I meant to say though, like I, I just like as as a shrinking, I guess demo or myself. You are a shrinking demo. Well, as part of a shrinking demo. Or what seems to be a oh demographic yeah demographic ah yes not a game not a game demo <laughs> I am not a game demo oh, what the heck you were talking about um demographic yes um like it just sucks to see how many studios have closed over the past like year and a half or so um a lot of them being like core studios um and and just seeing like maybe those core experiences and people who would normally make make core games um if I'm using that term correctly. Uh, moving towards more it's, social it's a, it's a marketing term so social there's no correct thing to say yeah i guess moving towards more like social stuff and like having those people like focus their efforts on uh you know like facebook or or something like that i mean it's it's interesting in its own right it's just sure. not it's just not something i would sit down to play primarily that's there, more of a, a side interest type there, thing for there, me there will still be people who take the risk because there's still that much money to be made in those games i mean come on the, there's the next chapter in the elder scroll series isn't going anywhere yeah, uh, it's going to have Facebook integration. Maybe, oh. but it'll still be a good single player. Speaking of Bethesda, both Dave and I went to a recent Bethesda event and oh, saw Fallout New Vegas, yeah. uh, Rage, and The Hunted, and then Brink wasn't there because of a volcano, which Way I love saying. Go, which is not a joke. Iceland, yeah. in, your f- Thanks wait, a lot. No, in our faces. Thanks a lot, Finland. Thanks a lot, Remedy. What? <laughs> wait, what? I don't know. <laughs> Rage, by the way, looks 
totally fucking awesome. Oh, I cannot wait to play Rage. And, and I want Bethesda to put that on the box. Totally <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah, IGN.com. Rage. Boner Factory. IGN.com. <laughs> there you go. You got your Boner Factory reference in. Check that one off. Put that on your television ad. <laughs> Rage, Rage looks ridiculous. <laughs> Rage, let me give you my review of Rage right now. Oh my god. And if I get to write the review, I'm just going to do that. <laughs> That's going to be the video review. <laughs> oh my god. Rage yeah, looks mean, awesome. It's, it's great that, you know, it is actually. First of all, working on something again mm-hmm. after Doom Three, which I didn't really care for. I didn't think Doom Three was all that special. Who I mean, cares? It looked, that was it like a hundred years but, ago. Um, what was that? Two thousand four? I don't know. I was like, yeah, it was a long time. Touring with Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> <laughs> you did a lot of touring with Ario Speedwagon. Two thousand six. Okay, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's great that like it can come back out into uh, the public consciousness. Cause I think like at this point, a lot of people who maybe just, maybe just started following games more recently have no idea who it is and like what they're capable of. Oh yeah. You look at the comments and like, doom, whatever. That game was dumb. Like no, you ugh. look at the comments and they're like, this looks exactly like borderlands or, or <laughs> that, or like, you know, fallout they rip ripped off, off borderlands guys. Or, they invented the shooter. They invented it. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I mean, it, it's just nice to be able to see that, that, you know, they can get recognition. I obviously, you know, I think a lot of people are, are very excited for that game and to see what, you know, they're, they're finally doing something that isn't a corridor shooter. Mm-hmm. Carmack I've... could program you out of existence if he wanted to right now. <laughs> also, Carmack is very smart. Yeah, that game <laughs> looks really good. It looks so good. It looks like a finished game, and it's not coming out till next year. And then they were just sitting there doing the demo, and they are like, oh, yeah, we were thinking about bringing, this is running on a 360. We are thinking about bringing the PS3 version because it looks even better right now. And then you have to imagine when they put it on, you know, a totally souped out up uh, PC, it looks even better. Yeah. So they were a year out, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with what we saw. No, it looked like a finished game. And yeah, I mean, you can you can modify a whole bunch of stuff in that game and combine stuff together to create new weapons or something like that. Or there's uh, somebody was telling me that. Yeah, there's like a you can scavenge parts and then you can build like little gadgets and stuff. But so there's like anytime, a anytime. There's like a little remote controlled bomb that they were like driving around. Spider and bots, turrets, turrets. You can resalvage them, pick them back the, up. The AI was probably the most imp- impressive part, though. Yeah, the AI and the animations. Brilliant. The guys that we encountered in the demo looked like they were scripted. You know how you kind of see parts in Bioshock where the uh, splicers would crawl along the ceiling and come down a wall or whatever? Yeah. Well, that sort of looked – it looked like they were doing those sort of things constantly but reacting to your movements. So I was like, oh, this is some pretty cool scripted stuff. And then slowly I realized that it wasn't scripted at all. It was just good animation. You realized it wasn't scripted when uh, the guy doing the demo threw down some turrets and then – Stopped looking at the screen to turn to talk, and the AI flanked him, came over, kicked over the turrets, and started shooting him. See, that's awesome. Yeah. Hearing that kind of, let that, yeah, that's like. He was like, oh, 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 crap, that he, didn't work. He was like, I wanted to show you how this turret works really well, but I wasn't paying attention, so I lost. Very cool. Yeah, I can't, uh, I can't wait for that game. And I guess I was just complaining about, you know, maybe not as many hardcore games coming out, but I mean, the fact that that is still on the horizon. And Fallout New Vegas. That New Vegas is coming out from Basically. Obsidian, which is hopefully, I mean, which should it looks good. theoretically looks awesome. be, you know, yeah, really cool. Don't worry, Charles. Zenimax is good looking out for you. They're holding it down. Yeah, they're holding seriously. it down. As soon um, as they go under, I'm out. Them and Blizzard, they're holding it down for the hardcore player. Yeah, Bl- well, yeah, Blizzard released Stark, or. Finally released a StarCraft 2 release date, mm-hmm. which is the, in the middle of the summer. 
It's like the end of July or something. But it doesn't matter when they release it. No, it really doesn't. It could have been, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It, as soon Christmas as Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> the all stores are closed today, but whatever. Yeah. Mark, who cares? <laughs> Marketing campaign of screw you Christmas. <laughs> we, <laughs> we're bigger than Christmas. <laughs> as, as soon as Zenimax starts making like, you know, colored checkers weight loss for overweight moms then i'm out I'm yeah done. and i mean i think i'm really excited for brink too just because splash damage makes great games i like, wish we could have seen that yeah, yeah i'd loved uh enemy territory was great the enemy territory for wolfenstein was great before that it's just really it's a really unique style of, of multiplayer shooter that i don't know it's i i haven't actually seen brink yet um but i i don't even really need I to, saw to it be excited three last year it looked it was it was a pretty early version i want to see it again yeah, I guess they're showing it at E3 maybe this year, hopefully, since we didn't get to see it at a, did not get to see it at the most recent. Yeah, event. I mean, I don't know what the visuals are going to be like. I remember there was a lot of hype around enemy territory for mega texturing uh, when that was coming out, and it wound up not really looking that cool. Oh, maybe you know. maybe it was impressive from like a, a programming like technical standpoint. Yes, maybe it, people looking at it were just like, "Wow, that's really awesome." It is. It's hard for ID to not get excited about their amazing technical advances that they don't realize that not only is it not exciting, but nobody understands what you're talking about. And then if, yeah, if you're actually playing it, you're just like, well, this this kind of looks boring, actually. Yeah. Um, but the gameplay itself, the objective-based multiplayer with you know classes and level, everything that's like super standard now that they've been doing for for a while, and to see like sort of the third official iteration of that in terms of uh, products will be will be pretty interesting to see. Anyway, so yeah, they're holding it down. Also, Crisis Two is still coming out, which I'm also super excited for, which is absolutely like a core type shooter. Which is absolutely mm. going to be a great tech demo. Uh, Crisis was a very good shooter. Very good tech demo. <laughs> I know. I I played the game holding a watermelon the whole time. <laughs> I don't think you're playing that game properly. No, I mean I you could pick up a watermelon. You Our, could also pick up. A, I believe you could pick up a small bird. If uh, I remember turtles, that correctly. Right? Yeah, you could pick up a bird. And you could smash them and turtles and. Uh, Dan Adams, our former uh, PC editor, watched me try to beat the game holding a watermelon, just running through everything, and I've never seen someone get so angry. <laughs> <laughs> you're ruining it. That's not how you're supposed to play. Don't tell right. me how I'm supposed right. to play. Let's, let's go to some reader mail. Um, Francis Dropkick. It's almost Francis Dropkick, which would be a great name. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my new fake name for, for this weekend is when I go to the bars. Is he related to Tad Uppercut? <laughs> Francis Dropkick. Says, hey gang, long-time listener used long-time listeners, you guys make at least one afternoon in the office bearable. Just finished reading all the news about Bungie and their new deal with Activision. My biggest worry here is support for Reach once it's finished. DLC for Halo 3 was well supported up until the release of ODST. What does this deal mean for Reach post-launch? Will Microsoft be handling DLC for Reach with another studio with Bungie still providing it? Will there be no DLC? All the best, Fran. P.S. When are you going to have Jess back on? Was Jess on? She was on once. Oh, okay. Twice, maybe. Well, maybe you should go listen to the girl fight. talk. Fight. Girl fight. talk. Fight. Yeah. Um, Bungie's kind of staked their reputation on post-release support, so I don't think they're going to they're gonna sully that. With this deal? Yeah. There's probably not some... I would hope there's not something in the deal that says you've got to stop working on... I, I imagine they're going to keep doing it. They've probably already made... Yeah, I mean, I would, assume, it, right? I would assume that's already in the... In the in the pipe, yeah, as, as they say. It's part of their, their plan for world domination, though, is that Bungie.net <laughs> is incredibly central to everything they do. And if they let Bungie.net die because they let Halo Reach die, their next game isn't going to be as big. You know? Because that's like the anchor point for everything? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, and also they have... Also, you guys are just drawing, though. 
Yeah, what? this this I podcast found, has devolved I've, into you guys. I found, just I found a dry erase marker. I'm making cubes. <laughs> well, here's the thing: everybody knows Bungie for Halo. They don't know them for their next project. I don't care what their next project is; they're not going to be associated with it more than Halo. But that's why they have and that's to why parlay they have to support yeah, Halo. They have to parlay it into. They might know. as well be Halo, even though Microsoft owns it. It doesn't matter, which is actually kind of hilarious in that Activision might have gotten screwed on this because Bungie without Halo, I don't know how big they are. That's why they have to make sure when That's people play Halo Reach, they funnel them towards Bungie.net and right. have a lot of post-release content so that people keep going back to there for when they do their next big, you know, we will tease you for 7,000 years like Bungie always does. Yeah, I mean, although, you know, whenever Bungie's next project finally gets revealed, everyone in the gaming media, at least, is going to hype the crap out of it. Like, sure. It's just going to be, like, through the roof, like, oh my god, Bungie's finally doing something new after nine years of, you know, working on Halo, mm-hmm. or more than that. Um Sure, but it's an unknown how far that gets you, you know? Unless it's Oni 2. <laughs> Man, that Oni came out so long ago. I think Dave was touring with Ario Speedrun. <laughs> <laughs> it's the mid-70s. David Domkey says, Hey, I've been a fan since the first TRL, and my birthday is May 5th. Anyway, Perfect. I would love to be on the podcast for it. If that would work, please email me back, and I will send my phone number to you. Uh No. <laughs> Isn't it, isn't it May 5th right now? It is. Ah. Uh, Too late. Maybe you meant next year. Whoops. Do you have a birthday on May 5th next year? <laughs> Almost every year. <laughs> May 5th rolls around. Yeah, pretty much every year. Almost every year, May 5th does roll around. Um, Nick Soli wants to know, does Charles like mixtapes and a brocane? Heavy Bro- amounts of brocane leads to laxcoholism. And Nate Ahern's body, movement, and style with Anyet's face, mileage may vary. <laughs> what? Is this guy on Brocane right I now? I think so. <laughs> what, the, what is Brocane? See, it's gone overboard. Attaching bro to anything that has the O sound has been... Has been I can't been... answer the first part. I do like mixtapes. I don't say that. I was going to send you one. It's going to be awkward. What would be, what would be on the mixtape? The Clash, mostly. Ario <laughs> <you> Speedway? <laughs> Yeah, please send us mixtapes with Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> oh man, please do send us mixtapes. <laughs> but actual CD, tapes, though. CDs I don't want work. a CD burn. No, no, you don't I want, want an actual mixtape. What the? How, no how, how are you going to listen to it? I'll just put a, a pencil through it and I'll spin it. <laughs> <laughs> do you even have a tape deck anymore? No, of course not. Nobody has a tape deck. <laughs> I don't think I have a CD player outside of like <laughs> my 360. Right, your computer, basically. Yeah. Oh man, send in mixtapes. I want some. <laughs> Okay, so last time I was on the podcast, we just read off a code, a couple codes for some indie games. Somebody get it? Um, I, I don't know. Maybe. Today, somebody sent <laughs> that in... That was a great contest. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Mark wrote in saying that uh, he got a Halo Reach beta code, but already has ODST. Yeah. So he gave us the code. So I'm just going to read this off. If anyone doesn't have ODST and you'd like to get in the beta, run, don't walk to your 360 and enter this code. See if you can get it. We got a QRQ3C, KC, XX9, GK3PT, 6D, 3MX, 8Y, 9K, 3. I don't know if I caught all that. All right, whatever. I, love, I mean, I it's, it's, up, it's, up to, it's up to the people. Reading out codes is the greatest thing of all time. I'm going to do that every week now. Well, doesn't that make... I mean, everyone would go flying over to their 360 and try to input it, except... First come, first serve. First come, yeah. If you get it, you get it. So much disappointment. I wonder if this raises a flags at Microsoft when like 100 people try the same code and they're like, what is going on? <laughs> I don't know. We're, I'm doing that every week from now. Like on, so stay people. tuned. 
Yeah, I mean, all three people that listen to this podcast. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if those codes work in Canada. Oh, crap. What? Are you in Canada? No, I'm not in Canada. Oh. <laughs> oh. There oh. we go. Bob Bell. I think he just entered the code. Bo- <laughs> Bob Bell stole the code. <laughs> Bo Bell. Um, yeah, we got like a million uh, emails going on right now because we're, we're running a uh, Forza... Three DLC code giveaway on the Xbox Live channel, and so it's actually crowding my inbox right now. So I can't find actual reader mail amongst all this. There's no like actual TRL mail. It's all it's all Forza contest entering. So go to the Xbox Live channel on IGN <laughs> if you'd like to, you know, spam me with more Forza guess the car stuff. It's going on all week. All right, I, I will. Is I, it a CRX? <laughs> I don't know. Hillary's doing it. Oh, is, is it, it a, a Prowler? Yes, you got it. Really wanted to get a Prowler. Is it a Datsun? Is it a Chevy Malibu? Keep guessing. <laughs> I don't even know what the contest is. Is it just guess a random car model that, I don't know, may or may not be discontinued? It's spam Eric until they decide a winner randomly. I'm going to start spamming you, Eric, after this podcast with just car names and links to various websites. And then I'm going to put your email in for quote requests, and then the the car dealerships will never stop emailing you. <laughs> Because if you put in a quote request with a car dealership, they never stop bothering you. Are you interested in buying a car? Like, no, no. Sometimes... Like three years later, are you still interested in buying that car you requested a quote for three years ago? No. For the love of God, leave me alone. You know when they stop bothering you? When you die? When you own a Saturn. Oh. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I pick the winners. Definitely listen to everything that I say. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> never requesting a car quote. Oh, boy. Somebody made the... Uh... Somebody actually made the um, Bros Before Hose trailer. They did? Yep. I'm going to put this up on the on the, the page. When was this a discussion? Uh, when Gears 3 was announced, we we were talking about uh, how somebody should make uh, Bros. You can go back and listen to it. It was like three or lights podcast number. I'm not, um, not going to go over the topic. 73,000. I don't know. I'm going through four of emails. That did, I have no time. I think it was episode 12 or 50 or 150. I don't know. Whatever. Does 50 exist? No, actually. Yeah, no, yeah, we did. That was the one with 50 Cent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I like. Really? Episode 50 was one with 50 Cent? Yeah. That's pretty good. That's almost like we planned that. Yeah, that almost seems like but... a plan. I, f- I figure that's got to be impossible. We should get to plan that? Yeah. yeah. We should get him again. Hey, Charles, did you watch Lost? Uh, Yes, I did. And it was completely epic. It was huge. Wait, Dave, did you see it? Yeah. Eric? I don't watch Lost. Are, are we not supposed to talk about Lost in this podcast? We anymore? got a bunch of emails... People are all complaining because they hadn't, I guess in like some countries it doesn't play till like the next day. Yeah, I don't know if I, I mean, there were epic spoilers in this episode, so I don't know if I want to ruin that for some people. Eh, whatever. Now we can't talk about Lost because somebody lives in some time zone on a volcano. We gotta go back. All I'm saying is it is setting up Jack to be the ultimate hero at the end where he sacrifices himself to bring everybody back. All right, so I mean, I still, I'm holding still with, my thought that uh, the alternate reality that's been in the show so far that's been running through the season is actually what the ending is going to be. Like, because nobody has a bad situation in the alternate reality. Like, Locke got hit by a car, but that was on purpose so that he could meet up with Jack or whatever. Right. Like, it all seems like that is going to be the end game. So and that, that, I mean, everyone will just sort of, like, wink at each other and nod at some sort of, like, shared experience on this island, like in some other lifetime. Bob Newhart will come out. 
Like, they'll do, like, air, like, you know, guns to each other and, you know, like... High five. I don't know. Windmill high fives. Like, like double pits to Chesty and... <laughs> no matter what it is for the final ending, people are going to be upset. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, people are going to be upset because the show will be over. And then I don't know what I'm going to watch on TV anymore. That's the only show I actually tune into every week when it's on, like, new. Every other show, like, if it's, like, Mad Men or something like that, I'll just wait for the DVDs. Sports Center. Uh, I try to tune into Breaking Bad. I really like that show. Oh, yeah, But I've, I'm, like, a few weeks behind. Yeah, I still gotta. I haven't. I haven't watched a lot of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, once it's over, then I think I'm just done with TV at that point. That's it. I'm out. I'm out. I guess we're done. I guess we're done. <laughs> The computer just told us to stop. Nah, we weren't really talking about anything anyways. Yeah. Anyway, oh, what was I saying? Oh, so I think Lost... Um, what a fail. Uh, like, yeah, I think the alternate reality is just going to be the actual reality. And, like, everyone on the island is going to... They're going to have to die or something terrible is going to happen to all of them. Or they're going to make it so that the island doesn't exist in the other one. Because if I remember correctly, the island is underwater in the alternate reality. Like, that was the start of the season. They had that terrible special effects shot where they like zoomed down and the island like was underwater. There was a stupid shark or something. I missed that part. Okay. Yes. Oh yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Whatever. All I'm saying is if they hurt Kate. If they hurt Kate. <laughs> if they touch Kate, I will kill everyone. <laughs> I will hunt them down. <laughs> that's fair that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Alright. Are we done? Sure. We have anything left to talk about? <laughs> Are you guys finished yet? Are you finished? <laughs> Are we nearly done here? Uh, Mr. Anya. Assassin's Creed is taking place in Rome. I guess we already knew that. Oh, yeah. That got yep. confirmed randomly through, through a GameStop flyer. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Yeah. Multiplayer. Multiplayer in Rome. Multiball. Which is all I wanted out of Assassin's Creed 2 was to go to Rome. Yeah. Teased it at the end. No, you can't. Screw you over. Yeah, you can in deathmatch or something. How no, the, that, the how game takes work? place in Rome, and then there's a multiplayer mode. Oh, a mode. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it has multiplayer, but it's also uh, just a normal game. Did Bob Bell just get a vote from Rome? <laughs> yep. Rome has now. Or from Ezio. I'm ready. I'm ready to call it. Uh, Rome has gone for Bob Bell. Okay. <laughs> we have Rome is enough, on board. Enough votes are in. By ancient Rome is on board. Three percentage points. Whenever, yep. that, not not quite ancient. Yeah, polls are beginning to close in Rome. Berlusconi had two percentage points. <laughs> Mario had eighteen percentage points. Bob Bell. Bob Bell. A million. A million. A million percentage points. Yes. <laughs> a million out of a hundred. A million video game credits. <laughs> One million internet credits. <laughs> Oh, and also I'm going on. Oh my God, uh, I'm going on a super secret uh, trip tomorrow, but it should be pretty awesome. Yeah, Ooh. where to? Uh, I can't say. You can't yeah. say where you're going. Nope, not saying. Oh snap! Not saying anything. Is it to Mexico? No. Oh, that that maybe. cancels out like half the developers. No. Is it to the moon? Yes. I'm boarding a rocket ship at 6 p.m. Oh, it's Ubisoft Moon. Yeah, I yes, heard they did one of the Ghost Recons. Ubisoft it's, has, it's, a, it's has a studio they're actually, everywhere. They're actually making Hawks too. That's that's who is contracted for Hawks. Wait, team. who is doing Hawks too? Ubisoft, um, Bucharest, Bucharest. 
they just make this up. It's all one studio. They just make up different locations. <laughs> it's all Ubisoft Montreal. Yeah, it's all Montreal. They're like, oh, what should we say now? Uh, Bucharest. Ah! <laughs> well, I mean, there's enough people working at Ubisoft Montreal. If you've ever, well, I mean, from from the time I've spent in that studio, there's like what? 80 gazillion people yeah. working in that place. Their Montreal is like 600 people, but then they have they have a Shanghai studio. They have a Singapore studio. Oh, that's they, what I'm saying. Have you ever been to the Singapore studio? They have a Bucharest studio. Wait, Eric, haven't you? You've been to the Singapore. No, I've been to the Shanghai studio. Oh, same, same, okay. So that one does exist. That one exists. I'm just saying they're registering email addresses and laughing, and they're like, "Dad, just say it's." Wait, wait, they have like Romania, don't they? I don't know. Yeah, Tenochtitlan. <laughs> yeah, they have ancient cities that don't even exist anymore. They have studios there. Everyone in Atlantis. That would just be Mexico City, though, wouldn't it? At Ubisoft Moon. That's what. That's where Charles is going. Ubi Moon. Everyone in Antarctica. It's all just run by NASA scientists. Ubisoft paid for your ticket to the moon. Your review will be biased. <laughs> <laughs> if Ubisoft paid for my ticket to the moon, I'd go. All right, I can confirm I'm not going to the moon. However, the moon just voted for, for not Jeff, Bob Bell. Bob Bell. Oh, sorry. Bell. It was a close one. They almost voted for Jeff Bell. Yep. <laughs> all right. Um, I think we're going to close this one out. We haven't been recording, have we? Oh no! Yeah, we've been recording. Uh, oh, oh dear God! Um, yeah, do we want to throw out the contact infos? Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, you can... <laughs> Twitter, Facebook. Those are we're, sites. We're now Twitter.com/slash IGN. So no longer IGN.com. Yeah, you can still follow that one if you want, but it doesn't ever get updates anymore, and it'll just tell you to go to IGN. So we have IGN. It's official. Yeah. All right. So yeah, you should follow that or something. Tweet and it you up. You should email us. You should spam us at uh, three red lights at ign dot com. That's a uh, or apparently... Eric Brudvig at Romania dot com. Yeah, Romania Studios. That guy is going to be pissed when he starts getting. <laughs> oh crap! I hope there is no Eric Brudvig at Romania. There's definitely no Eric Brudvig at would... Rom... I don't think there's <laughs> even a Romania dot com. Romania. <laughs> what email service do you use? Romania. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, live from IGN Budapest. But yeah, and also please go, please go boost us up on uh, iTunes so that we can. Oh, oh yeah, go, iTunes. Go listen to Girl that. Fight. Just go ahead. You're gonna do it anyways. Yeah, we need uh, we need to reviews and and ratings as well. Yeah. If if we end up beating uh, IGN Girl Fight, Dave will get a boob job <laughs> on his butt. <laughs> <laughs> what? Dave, you're locked into that. <laughs> There's no backing out. The old butt boob job. Deal. All right, there you go. That's going to be really expensive <laughs> and really uncomfortable. I don't, I don't know if you'll be able to find a doctor that will do that. I don't know if you'll be able to I find a doctor on my butt. willing to do that. I, I was telling Dave over the weekend that I was going to get... Uh, something about boobs on your butt. No, I was going to get calf implants on my shoulders, so oh. it was like I always had shoulder pads on my... Uh, yeah. It was basically like I was always from the 80s and had, like, awesome shoulders. <laughs> Wait, you get calves on your shoulders? Calf implants on my shoulders. I was telling Eric I'm going to grow a mustache on my cheek or possibly on my chest. Nobody goes for chest mustache anymore. No. <laughs> Nobody would ever go for those. Adam's apple mullet? Nobody? Nobody loves that? No, that's terrible. <laughs> You're not into any of the sun. I don't, I don't know if these are good ideas. <laughs> Yet. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you do them. Maybe Sony will try them for us. <laughs> trying to move. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe if you do them, or if Sony puts a, <laughs> a mustache, an Adam's apple mustache on its move wand, or maybe it'll be the biggest rage in you know Ubisoft Tenochtitlan where you're going tomorrow. Yeah, that'll be an interesting flight. Machu I have... Pi- Ubisoft Machu Picchu. All right.
Stop throwing, <laughs> stop throwing things at me. You know what game would sell 80 billion copies? Halo. 80 billion. <laughs> would be... <Halo. laughs> Would be like a DOA volleyball Natal game. Oh man, I can't even talk about that. It's too explicit. For what if you could podcast. control? If if you actually had full body control over um, I don't like even any know. of the volleyball players, Wait, is that still sexy? If you are actually, well, I don't know. Maybe I maybe just interact with them. You know, like throw a ball at them or something. You're Zach. <laughs> throw, throw a ball. Catch <laughs> the know, ball. Just, um, ch- just chuck stuff at them. Obviously, Eric, great. Eric's quite the charmer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then you dink their, dip, dip their ponytail in the inkwell. That's how you get a date. <laughs> you throw rocks at them. You're pretty slap. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I punched you, and you run away. Yeah. <laughs> Stole your lunch money. Hey, all I'm saying is 80 billion copies. <laughs> okay, yeah, there it is. You heard it here first. Or, maybe, or no. maybe you heard it somewhere else first. No, that, that no I mean, honestly, that's probably definitely going to happen. Mm-hmm. I would assume so. The new Itagaki project. You well, I mean, there's still the... What What was the bo- vo- volleyball uh, volleyball game that came out recently? What, oh, was it was that a on? DOA was it, PSP one. Was that PSP? Yep. It was, okay, it was yeah. It was not good. No. No. Well, they've never been Well, because it didn't have Natal. That's right. That's the magic. They didn't have boobs on your butt, <laughs> which Dave Clayman will full, have full character once we beat that podcast. They're alive, boobs. On your butt. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody, please make that game. No, no, don't do it. That's, that's such a terrible idea. All right. Any, any closing comments, Charles? No, I have no closing comments. I just hope that nobody ever gets boobs on their butt. See, that's that so see, terrible. <laughs> You really didn't live up to the Rush Limbaugh of podcasts on this one. No. You didn't say anything controversial. You actually no. just tried to downplay yeah. potentially controversial things. Charles, what well, are that's your not thoughts? controversial. You're, You're like just... the Air America of podcasts. Yeah, what are your thoughts on immigration reform, Charles? How come you didn't bring that up or something? Or healthcare? I don't know, How are we going to be the number one podcast about video games and immigration reform? Because there was no video games that are related We're to We're losing the to Girl Fight. We're losing to Girl <laughs> I don't have boobs. <laughs> I don't have boobs. I don't know what to tell you. You're the one talking about getting boobs. Why don't people enjoy listening to us? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes us. <laughs> Dave, closing comments? Boobs on your butt. All right. Those were going to be my closing comments. So <laughs> consider it uh, squared. And we're done. Goodbye.